Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. This is The World in 10, where we highlight the Times' unique journalism every day in just 10 minutes. And today, have we got a great example of that for you. We do indeed. A story of a war hero turned villain is coming in a moment. And that's scarcely believable. Beyond that, it's tales of global air chaos, worms in brains, literally, and (laughs) when AI doesn't quite live up to expectations. Yeah, for which we are very grateful. It's Cara Bentley and me, Toby Gillis, today. Let's get into this amazing first story. Now, I want you to picture your grandfather. Toby, you're picturing him? Yes. What's yours like? Legend. <laughs> Died at 99. We were all very cross that he didn't make 100. Oh, mine had a, a rough beard. I didn't want to kiss him because it was a bit rough. <laughs> well, look, let's go to Sylvia Foti, who grew up in a close-knit Lithuanian community in Chicago. She thought her granddad, Jonas Nareika, was a war hero. And she's explained on Times Radio exactly what she'd been told about him. That he fought so bravely against the communists during World War II. He died in a KGB prison at the age of 36. And he died a martyr as a freedom fighter. I only knew that he was in a Nazi concentration camp for nearly two years. So Sylvia never actually met him, but she thought he'd masterminded an uprising against the Russians in Lithuania. And there are streets and schools named after him there, one of which she visited after her mother's death. But it was speaking to the principal of that school that Sylvia's image of her grandfather started to unravel. And he was telling me how my grandfather was born in this tiny town and he was such a magnificent hero. And then he said... But we had a lot of trouble after naming the school after your grandfather. We got a lot of complaints. And he said from the Jews. That was the very, very, very first time I heard anything like this. And I almost fainted right on the spot. So she went back home and she found that other people in her community had actually heard these rumours. And after years of research, there was just one piece of information that convinced her completely that Jonas wasn't the hero he'd seemed. 
on August 22nd, 1941, he signed an order demanding that all Jews and half Jews in the Shole region, which would number well over 2,000, to be sent to a ghetto. And within six weeks, they were all murdered. He also wrote a pamphlet in 1933, which she describes as an equivalent of Hitler's Mein Kampf. The Times' Leanne Kalirin, who wrote this story, told us it also led to a relationship between Sylvia and a man closely related to this story in an entirely different way. She's the granddaughter of the perpetrator and he's the grandson of a victim. And together they have been campaigning, something that he has been doing for decades now, to try and get the Lithuanian government to take responsibility for its history. So they've now made a film together to try to expose the Lithuanian government's history and also to stop hailing Jonas Nureika as a hero. But there's been no response from any Lithuanian official so far. Cara, until yesterday, it was almost impossible for me to fathom quite how one tiny computer glitch might effectively cause global chaos. And then yesterday, it happened. It did. (laughs) We still don't know for sure why it happened or how or even where, but something caused the collapse of the UK's air traffic control system. And it is no exaggeration to say carnage has ensued. (laughs) Yeah, the system going down meant UK air traffic controllers had to resort to pen and paper, just like the old days. Uh, It's just for a few hours, believe it or not. But it also affected any flight in UK airspace because... Well, simply, this system is about ensuring the safety of our skies. And today, passengers across Europe are still waiting for their flights after cold nights in airports, and the disruption could go on for the rest of the working week. Yeah, it all means the Times' is Ben Clatworthy, the transport correspondent. He's had quite the last 24 hours. At the moment, speculation is increasing that it could have been a foreign carrier, most likely, we understand, in France, that filed an incorrect flight plan into the UK system which, when being decoded, has somehow managed to knock out what is a really vital automated system. That's quite the bad work day for someone in France, Cara. Yeah, if that is what happened. (laughs) Now, Ben told us that the systems used for air traffic control itself are very modern and very robust, but it's the tech that feeds it that probably caused the problems. So much technology within the aviation sector has been pieced together over years and years and years. Any aircraft that flies from point A to B will go over multiple countries in most circumstances. When you've got all these different systems trying to speak to one another, there's a very high potency for something to go wrong. And that's concerning because it means without reprogramming the systems right across the globe, this could happen again. And it could have broader ramifications if it does because... It's only luck that it happened in the middle of the day. Yes, that's right. In the UK, most flights to the US take off in the morning and land at night and vice versa for Asia. So if this outage had happened earlier or later in the day, we'd have seen those business flights. Which are hugely important for global economies, of course. Precisely. They'd have been grounded in the same way. Do you ever get a niggling feeling that something is wrong with you? I think for this story, Cora, you might mean wiggling. (laughs) Maybe I do. (laughs) That certainly would have been the case for an Australian woman who gave surgeons quite a shock when they found a worm wiggling around inside her brain. I've been dreading this story. It was alive. 
it has been living inside her head a bit like when my daughter plays Little Mermaid songs to me and I can't stop singing them. Uh, that's enough about me. This woman, she was 64. She first went to hospital with various symptoms a couple of years ago. And finally, the results of an MRI scan on her brain suggested she had abnormalities that needed operating on. So she went under the knife and the discovery was made. And what a shock it was. It was. Something this large, eight centimetres and wriggling around and something that had never before been seen in a human being was certainly something uh, we'll never forget. But yes, it's not something we expect to see in everyone. We have noted, however, that other snakes around the world carry this parasite. So it is quite likely that other new cases will be documented. So hopefully raising awareness of that will help other healthcare workers around the world. That was Dr. Sanjaya Senanayaka. He's an infectious disease expert in Oz. Uh, He was sent the worm and immediately knew what it was. Okay, I'm going to attempt this. It was an Ophidascaris robertsi. Did I say that right? That sounds pretty good. It's a Latin name. (laughs) It is. But in simple terms, it's a type of parasite usually found in pythons. Yeah, they think she might have got it from picking a type of spinach that she cooks with. It, It grows around a lake near where she lives. And guess what? The grasses around that lake, known to be the home of pythons. You do the maths as to where this might have come from then. I think it's fair to say it must have been quite the ordeal for her. What about the surgeons? (laughs) What about the worm? (laughs) But she's now gone home and is going about her life as normal, though doctors are keeping a close eye on her. If you're familiar with the brilliant kids' film, The Incredibles... I'm not, not seen it. Well, if you had seen it, you would know that one of its main proverbs is that Mozart makes babies smarter. Yeah, and maybe there's some truth in it. Or at least, maybe not smarter babies, but scientists are now claiming that old Wolfgang Amadeus's music, specifically his vegan lead, or lullaby does make babies feel less pain. So they've tested this on babies, having a heel prick blood test when they're two days old. Their facial expressions, crying, breathing, movements and level of alertness were all monitored. And for those who'd listened to 20 minutes of Mozart beforehand, had less pain during and immediately after the blood test. It's amazing this, isn't it? But Mm. the relief doesn't actually last long. In just three minutes' time, Mozart or not, the average pain level, it was the same. Waterville North edged Waterville Central 21-12 in a close encounter of the athletic kind is a genuine line from a sports report in a US newspaper. And it's made me realise my work outside of the world in 10 as a sports reporter isn't quite yet at risk from artificial intelligence. Yes, even your level of intelligence (laughs) is greater than that, Toby. By no means artificial. And it's fair to say the owner of the Columbus Dispatch, Gannett, might even hire you, (laughs) given they've realised their error as well. I'm available for a very cheap fee. (laughs) (laughs) There has been a major backlash to this company using AI reports for high school sports. And Gannett now says it will pause using the tech as a writing tool. Yeah, hopefully no need to automate the world in 10 yet either then. Uh, But we'd better go. Keep to the timing rules, just in case, you know. Just time for the credit. If you do like the sorts of stories you've heard on the world, in 10 today. You can read more with a digital subscription at thetimes.co.uk. See you tomorrow. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.